What the Federal Reserve just revealed is possibly the most revealing information I have heard out of the Fed for the last two years. And if you invest as much as $10 in the marketplace, you need to watch this video because the information that I'm about to give you could potentially 10x your returns. And so that's why we are running today's special Meet Kevin report on the Federal Reserve. And after all, this is news that makes you money. Seriously, this could be a game changer. In fact, the information that I'm about to share with you is weighing on me so heavily that I'm about to change my investing strategy. Now, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but when I told you last May to stop buying, potentially sell, I was right because the market dropped almost 12% in many areas of the country. It's since rebounded. When I said in October, I don't think this is the start of a recession. I think this is a buying opportunity in the stock market and in real estate. It was. And so I'm having these feelings right now that are gonna take a whole video to explain to you, but you'll see why my investing mindset is shifting. First things first, on July 30th, in my public live stream to everybody, in terms of what to watch for, the signal on real estate, in that live stream, I said there were going to be two things that we needed to watch for. I clearly said rates going down was not one of the things we needed to watch for because we knew that was going to happen. I said we needed to pay attention to the Fed's opinion on inflation is what's going to matter. The second thing that's gonna be interesting is depending on how much money they decide to keep pumping into the market. Well, two things literally just happened. And again, it's buried in the news. And see, while I read the news, I also go right to the source. Number one, they're keeping more money in the economy. They're doing that by not selling any more assets. If you sell stuff, it means you take money out of the market. They're not doing that. They're stopping that 30 days sooner than expected. That is a huge shift, a very good signal, because when they keep more money in the market longer, it means, guess what? Asset prices go up. What are my favorite assets? Real estate and stocks. Mostly real estate, but stocks as well. In fact, I think this prompted a financial analyst over at JP Morgan to say that the news that came out was about as good as I could have hoped for. The second thing, and by the way, if you're looking for that private live stream, I did say I was going to delete it within 24 hours. I have unlisted it, so I did what I said I was going to do. However, the link for that is in the real estate investing course for anybody who wanted to see that video and the rest of the Q&A, which was really insightful for a lot of people. A lot of people enjoyed it. Anyway, the second thing the Fed did is they mentioned inflation a lot. And nobody seemed to target this, but let me just put up on screen here the press release from the Fed. Now, watch what I'm gonna do to it. I'm going to highlight every time they said the word inflation. It's insane how much they said inflation in their press release. This is huge. This is really, really good. I want them to focus on inflation. Why do I want them to focus on inflation? Because inflation is really, really good for the economy. Not a lot, but a little bit of inflation is very, very good. It keeps us away from no inflation or deflation, which is really, really bad. Here's the easiest way to explain why some inflation is really good. And this is sort of the underlying principle. Watch this. If somebody buys a house for $100,000 and let's say they get a loan for $100,000, they finance 100% of it. Now let's say they make $50,000 of income. And now let's pretend they could put 100% of their $50,000 income towards their house. How many years does it take for them to pay off that $100,000 debt? Two years, right? 
However, now let's say over time, they get a 20% bump in pay. That means now they're making $60,000. So rather than taking 24 months to pay off that $100,000, because inflation bumped their wages, their earnings, it only takes 20 months to pay off the same $100,000. Why? Because with inflation, the money you make goes up. However, with inflation, the money you owe stays in the same position. This is why when they say we're going to keep inflation at a target of 2% and we don't want it to go below that, I get excited about buying real estate. It's good. Now, while some of you may not like the Federal Reserve, I don't think anybody can dispute the fact that over 1,000 people work for the Federal Reserve and all they do is think about and work with money all day long and not just any money the strongest money in the entire world so when they speak i listen to every single word so that i can give you a meet kevin report and film it at 1:10 in the morning <laughs> so that when you wake up before going to work or school or booting up your xbox you can get the gist of what i know now let's talk about number two and i don't mean going to poo Although this does relate to the market crashing, which is oftentimes considered kind of poopy. The Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, had a press conference after the announcement of the rate drop and he answered questions. And one of the things that was evidently clear was his opinion and the Federal Reserve's combined opinion, since he's the chairperson of the United States economy. This is very, very important because if you're worried about the market crashing, this particularly the information I'm about to tell you is what totally changed my mind about, you know, how I was investing. Let's get into it. Number one, he thinks the United States economy is very resilient and doesn't see an indication of a crash anytime soon. The reason he says this is because partially no particular industry in the United States is booming right now, which if no particular industry is individually booming, it's hard for it to bust. You know, if nothing's bubbling up, it's hard for a bubble to burst. In fact, if anything, he sees a little bit of weakness in manufacturing caused a lot by the global economy. Number two, the Fed chairman said he believes we were mid-cycle in terms of rates going up or down, which what's very fascinating about that is it's not a reference to like being mid-cycle in an expansion. It's a reference to them being kind of on this teeter-totter of like, hey, if things get really good again, we'll raise rates. Like we're not guaranteeing here that we're going to keep dropping rates, which that is another signal that the market is actually doing better than expected. In fact, Jerome Powell literally said 2019 so far has done better than they expected it would when they did their analysis last year on what 2019 would look like. Well, then why did the stock market fall 1% after Jerome Powell started yapping? Well, it fell because, and this is ironic, it blew my mind, but basically, so many people are bullish on stocks right now, but at the same time, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, there's a chance of recession, there's a chance of recession. If there's a chance of recession, that means the Fed is going to reduce rates more aggressively and further. And the Fed instead came out and said, we don't think the market's going to crash and we're not going to drop rates like you're crazy expecting. And then the market ironically turns around and goes, ah, oh, 
well, I mean, we knew things were good in the stock market. We wanted to keep buying stocks, but we wanted to, you to tell us that you were going to cut rates even more so we could buy stocks even more and watch them go up even more. So ironically, the Fed says the market's doing better than expected and the market falls because the market wanted to hear things were worse so it would prop up stocks even more. <laughs> and now putting the last two minutes of blabbing that I did into really, really basic terms, Jerome Powell says, y'all need to chill the now, the market is okay. Now, I don't want to sound like one of those shills that's just saying, you know, the market doesn't have issues. There aren't risks in the marketplace. Uh, it's, it was, we're certainly not in a booming market. There are risks in the marketplace. One particular risk that a lot of people are looking at is something called leveraged loans. And these are sort of risky businesses that are taking on really high interest short-term debt. That's bad. The Fed is aware of that. They're keeping an eye on that and they're reporting on that as well. It's something I keep an eye on also, but it's it's not something that's ballooned to the point where it's probably gonna shell shock the entire US economy. Now here's the point that really made me kind of shift my mindset a little bit. The Fed basically said right now, their goal is to keep this expansion going indefinitely for two reasons. One, they don't see it blowing up anytime soon. Great news. Whew. And the second thing is, and I mean, they could be wrong. They've been wrong in the past. Okay, they could be wrong. But I mean, this this is this is good because it's it echoes the data that I'm seeing. But the second thing is they want to keep this expansion going because they recognize that right now, lower and middle income people are finally starting to realize the benefits of a booming economy. When I hear that, when, when I hear they very confidently indicate, hey, you know, we, we might raise rates again if the market does even better better soon. Hey, you know, we want to keep this expansion going. To me, they're basically signaling we're going to do, and, and this is just me speculating, but they're basically saying we're going to do everything in our power to keep this market booming. And I like that. I really like hearing that. Now, let me be super clear. I'm not suggesting people making $50,000 go out and buy million dollar homes right now because the market's booming and, and it can't go bad. No, 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 no. It can go bad. If it goes bad, it could go bad fast. Except the signals I'm getting don't suggest they're going bad anytime soon. Although again, that could change. I just wanna be very careful here. Although I think I'm being very clear with what I'm saying. But anyway, the question I know you might be thinking of is, well, Kevin, if the market's doing so hot, why would the Federal Reserve drop interest rates? Isn't that a sign that the market's doing poorly? Let's answer that. There are three reasons why the Fed decided to lower rates, and you'll see how they relate to the health of our United States economy. Number one, they want to keep inflation up towards that 2% target. We already talked about why inflation is awesome to some degree. The second reason they're cutting rates, and this is probably my favorite explanation. The global economy is slowing down. Russia, India, Iceland, Australia, China, they're all cutting rates. Europe has been cutting rates like crazy and they wanna stimulate the economy even more now. In fact, Europe has negative interest rates. And there's something interesting that happens. If the US dollar is too strong, it's harder for people to buy U.S. stuff, which continues to hurt U.S. manufacturers and corporations, which the Fed doesn't want. So in other words, the Fed is saying by signaling this interest rate drop, we have to remain somewhat close or on par with the global economy. We're not really dropping rates because the U.S. economy sucks. We're doing it because everybody else is having bigger problems than us right now, which to me is a really good, strong signal for our US economy. 
And the third reason, which really relates to the second reason, is because of the global slowdown, manufacturing in the US has slowed and we want that propped up. I think I kind of already alluded to that as a byproduct, but the Fed broke down those three reasons in a really complicated manner, and I'm trying to simplify it all. Those are the three reasons that I extracted. Now, let's talk about what I'm doing and what you should be doing. If the Fed is going to keep working to try to push inflation up, asset prices will go up. Real estate will go up. I mean, I shouldn't say will because I don't want to get sued. Okay, don't sue me, bro. Buy the real estate investing course instead, which is linked below. Get my brain on a platter. But also, if the Fed says they're going to put more money or keep more money into the economy, real estate prices will go up. This is good. And so with all that said, I'm not suggesting it's time to start over speculating or over leveraging. I think it's still very important to focus on cash flow, wedge deals, you know, buying deals for $450,000 that with $50,000 worth of work are worth $600,000. Like the property I showed you in my video yesterday, the, the house I bought off Facebook and made a $100,000 profit on that, that video, go check it out if you have not seen it yet. But my plan has shifted. Yesterday after having bought that house, I thought to myself, you know what, this is good. I'm gonna now just hoard cash. I'm gonna chill for a little bit. But after this Fed talk, I'm gonna stay bullish. And if I could get two more wedge deals this year to the point where I've bought five wedge deals with ideally at least $100,000 of profit in each of them in one year, not only am I gonna share it all with you, but I, I'd just be like, oh my gosh, why, why would I not do that? With the signals I'm getting, why would I not buy wedge deals right now? And that's where you have to ask yourself, why are you not starting at this point? But let me put it to you this way. Somebody said in a comment yesterday, Kevin, you made $100,000 on a deal in net worth. Somebody making $50,000 a year, like the average in the United States, has to work two years to make that. But this commenter is actually wrong. It's not two years. See, the person who makes $50,000 might have to pay about $10,000 in taxes which means it would take them two and a half years to make $100,000. Why? Because what do I always teach in the real estate investing course? I talk about it here too. I'm never paying taxes on that real estate money. And I think that's honestly why I'm always so jazzed in my videos. And it's like, it's even when I was off coffee, I was still jazzed because just this idea that right now we have this crazy opportunity to buy under market value deals before Zillow and open doors swoop in and destroy the whole industry. I, I love it. I, I just, I can't help but share it. Now I want to reference some other people. David Kelly from JP Morgan tells us that low rates pushes up asset prices. Alicia Levine says this doesn't feel like we're about to hit a recession. Instead, it feels like we are in. This feels like 1998. It doesn't feel like 2007. And that people should buy. Yes, you buy equities here. Josh Ritholtz relates this to a time where the market had at least another. Four more years of economic expansion, four and a half more years of a bull market for stock. And David Zervos says. This is not the start of a recession and a major rate cutting cycle. It's a take back. Now, I know you can't see this, but mentally I am jumping up and down right now. I, again, I do not want to come across as some, you know, government shill that's like everything, you know, that that's said by the mighty powers is true. I'm very skeptical. I think you know this on this channel. I'm a very skeptical person. I bag on more things than I say are good. I tell people not to buy deals in my real estate investing course all the time, and then they pull out of those deals and it saves them a lot of money. I can oftentimes lean conservative uh, in terms of money. I'm not going political here, okay? Conservative money. I'd rather not spend the money. I'd rather not take the risk, right? So to me, the principles still apply. 
buy within 30 minutes of where you live, buy what you know, buy under market value deal, buy for cash flow, buy for positive and safe leverage. Follow my rules on property management and screening tenants. Follow my rules on paying off your debt. And if you can't figure it out on my videos that I have online or my lectures, meet me in person and I will beat it in your head in San Francisco, Miami, Austin, or Seattle. Seattle's in like two weeks, meet me there. Also to somewhat try to prove to you that I'm not sitting around trying to get fat and lazy all day long, look at this screenshot I took of my iPad at 10.59 a.m. I was literally sitting there spamming refresh on my iPad waiting for the Federal Reserve's press release and it came in at 11 minutes and like 20 seconds, okay? It didn't come in at 11 sharp. It, I, mean, I mean, supposedly it came in at 11 sharp, but they were like 20 seconds behind. And I was a little frustrated by that, but I was right there and I was highlighting it the minute it came out. I finished reading the statement before I got my first breaking news Fed drops rate alert on my phone. So the point is, my promise to you is that I'm always going to do whatever I can to deliver the best quality content to you. And as a result, I'm going to give you a prediction here, but with an asterisk, because what, what do I always promise you? If I see the market change, if I see the black swan show its head, you know, that, that scary thing coming that's gonna take us all out from behind, I'ma talk about it. If I don't see it, I'll talk about that as well, okay? I'll talk about how I'm bleeding and I'm hurting. But there, there is a principle of protecting yourself and that is exactly what I teach. You can be aggressive to a point, but here's my prediction. Based on everything that I'm reading every single day about the market, I do not see a recession coming. And again, I, I will revise this if need be, do not take this out of context, within the next four years. That's just my POV. I'm going to be investing as if that's true. If I see anything change, I'll be the first to let you know. And I'm gonna make a bunch of videos as I do it. So I'll see you. Stay tuned. Follow me on the Instagram. I replied to like 70 of you folks on Instagram uh, today. And I uh, look forward to replying to more of you. And uh, we'll see you around. Thank you so much for being here and making it all the way to the end of this talk. That is incredible. You are special. You are part of like 40% of people that make it. So you're already top 40%. Thank you.